Hello and welcome to the Film Ireland podcast. In this episode, I speak to Cowtown Pictures producer John Wallace. John was Ireland's producer on the move at the Cannes Film Festival, which took place online in June. His latest film, Rialto, originally screened at the Galway Film Flap. Rialto was released across Irish cinemas on October the 2nd and in Dublin once cinemas reopen. your experience with about being Ireland's producer on the move at the European film promotion event and what's it like now doing remotely well we had it last week it was it was a morning of zoom calls which I was kind of like oh god how's this going to work and is there going to be loads of awkward silences and and people you know when there's a I think at one stage there was 60 people on on the zoom but it, it, it you know it was actually in a funny way it was quite bonding between the group like producers on the move, you apply for it. Screen Ireland put a call out for it in February, March. It's done on a points system. But for, you know, I think with Rialto this year, I, I got selected that that hit certain points. And then, you know, you have to be at a certain stage in your career where you can be too experienced um, and have done a certain number of co-productions. So I guess I just, I, I, I was lucky enough this year that I fell in whatever whatever criteria but it's you know it's you you put yourself forward and it's it's a point system but yeah and it's 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 a net really it's a networking event um for producers across europe and you know there's there's a couple of these courses where where it's uh nearly like pr- producer group therapy <laughs> where you know uh, <laughs> but it, it, we've been through the wars like i'd say everyone has gone through some I, I, you know, it, it was, it was. Except from, unless there's Swedish lads there that are just like, oh, things are The fun. Swedish producer, no, there, there's a Swiss producer, and I'm just trying to think who else. Uh, kind of like ourselves, we had planned to shoot this summer, and it's been obviously um, pushed. We're hoping to do it in September now. Um, but it was just very helpful, and these things are always very helpful in terms of just sharing information. This is what we're doing in, in our country. This is where we're at, you know. Is anybody, you know? So it, it's look, it's it's information, it's it's um camaraderie, you know, very helpful stuff, you know. That you've yeah, you've been kind of through the trenches now at this stage, and is everybody doing the COVID passes on their script now, rewriting things like what? So as the producer, are you going to have to get in a health and safety dude to be like, well, your actors are too close? Uh, we are, yeah, we're we're we're. I mean, the the guilds and the, the unions are the union are are putting together guidelines at the moment. So all the different departments are are putting together that in terms of how. You know just the practicalities of working with that so that's all been figured out at the moment i don't know if we'll do it also sounds expensive uh, <laughs> yeah I, I mean look it's a very small it's a it's a it's a small film that we are doing we've done already a lot of prep it's also a period film so um in terms of on-screen stuff you know um it, it it's not like con- contemporary um you know where, where it's going to have a, an impact on it so Let's see. Let's let's see. We're, I'm I'm optimistic. Yeah. I'm I feel like we're going to figure things out, you know. And there's a lot of smart people working away at at this at the moment. And look, the the community spread at the moment as we're talking is down incredibly low. So, like, it, it might be hard if you're you're not flying anyone in, are you? Um, we are, we are, but we'll 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 probably have to do some yeah. self isolation. I mean, look, we're not. 
Yeah. I mean, insurance seems to be the big issue at the moment. Yeah. Um, so, but it's it's not just the film industry. Other industries are 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 having this as well. So, we will figure it out. You know. Um, yeah, that's our job, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> and specifically yours, mostly. Yeah. Like it all kind of the book yeah. stops with you, really. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's it's interesting to see what will happen, and like hopefully as well. Like our just that's it. Like at the moment, the spread here is very low. I can imagine things kind of picking up and getting more or less back to normal, a bit more socially distanced. But I think yeah, probably a case of just self isolating somebody when you're coming in and having the health and safety person on set. Yeah, and, and keep an eye on things. And, and, and I think just being sensible, like put, you know, we've we've a couple of crowd scenes. Maybe we put those at the end of the schedule. Um, you know, I, I just, I mean, what you know, we've got a very good production manager, production designer. Our director Andrew is is very practical. So it's and and in a way. Um, this downtime has given us a lot of more prep time and, and, and time to talk and think um, about stuff, you know, how to figure it out. So, you know, we've been prepping away for a while. So hopefully that will bear fruit when we, when we come to do it. So that is the secretive Andrew Legg project. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that we're not allowed, that we're no, not allowed no, to know, but no. it sounds very interesting because no. this stuff is always very Andrew's interesting. Andrew's great. Andrew's great. No, yeah. it's, it's, it's set during World War II um, and it's this alternative history science fiction story, fan footage. It's oh, I a, love that. It's just I this uh, mad, unique mashup of genre um, done in Andrew's distinctive style. So, yeah, because he is a very distinctive style. Yeah. Like, it's fabulous. Yeah. So I'm dying. That's one of the things that I'm dying to see because he does. He, he just creates such a, these kind of interesting rounded worlds. Yeah. And I love the way he kind of yeah. investigates technology and character in, in a very beautiful and cinematic way. So I'm, I'm very much so looking forward to seeing what he has to offer. Ever since the, I think I saw the lactating automaton. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. And while we're chatting projects as well, uh, if you can tell me a little bit more about Royalto ahead of it coming out, so that is uh, written by Marco Halloran. That's Marco Halloran, um, a Scottish director. Peter Mackey. Peter Mackey Burns directed who 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 directed the the the, the lovely Daphne and um, Tom Von Lawler is the lead and Tom Dan Carney is 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 co lead with him. So it's got a great cast. Mike. Monica Dolan is in it. Um, we shot it summer twenty eighteen, so it's just I mean, the the performances in it are fantastic. Um, so Tom Von Lawler plays a man who um his father has recently died. Um, he's he works in 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 the uh in the port, um, and he's made redundant. So over a couple of days, he he um he uh has a bit of a breakdown he has a, he has a breakdown um and he becomes involved with this rent boy um who's played by Tom Den Carney so it's re it's it's this um story of a man kind of coming to terms with who he is you know and struggling with identity and societal struggling pressures with exactly yeah so all those lovely 
themes like Mark is definitely not one to shy away from any heavy themes in his in his writing. He's brilliant. No, he and, really and he does it in a very humane way to everybody. Anything that I've seen, like I loved uh, Viva. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So my my producing partner Alan Marr um, developed it with Mark. It's based on his uh, stage play Trade. Um, so they, they've been working on it for five or six years, I think at least, um, before it got to to screen. Um, so a long, a long process. I came in quite late in the day, relatively on on the project. Um, but yeah, I'm very proud of the film. It's very good. So just a bit about the practicalities of of working. So yourself and Alan, what happens when the Perry are in um the the office or whatever, and a brilliant script comes in? Do you do you kind of fight over who gets who gets who gets kind of exactly <laughs> role and who gets the day to day stuff on it? Like is it like a is it like a UFC um, kind of situation? Uh, no, no, not at all. Um, I mean the way projects come to online, it's it's um it's usually through one of our contacts, and we, we've got very very different backgrounds but similar taste, and, and we like a lot of different. Um, material so we usually we we tend to agree on the material um um so it's and way we do it i mean there's only so many projects that you can take on and that you can manage well and so we tend to just naturally just you know one of us will take the lead on the project for a certain period of time and then the other person might come in when a certain amount of work needs to be done or um so it's i mean really it's a team effort like a, a genuine team effort um for it so it'll depend on the relationship you know who we've worked with before and uh, i'm quite happy for him to take the lead on stuff and and i think alan's quite happy for me to take the lead on stuff so it's very collaborative um and it's you know it's, it's just great having a partner in a sense that's just support you know um and fresh just eyes to, when you need it sometimes fre- exactly fresh eyes and just like just uh, and, and getting their opinion on on a situation or on a draft or how we might approach something you know so i might be you know i might have worked with the writer on something and and be quite close to it and then alan will come in and he'll just be fresh to it and be able to point out certain stuff and have some ideas forward which is which is really helpful and it's just helpful in terms of bouncing stuff back and forth i think having a producer partner is just it's been very i mean i you know i have this company now with alan but i've, I've also found that on other films that i did before cowtown you know where i had a producing partner it's been very uh, very enjoyable first of all um and and just more f- um i found it more productive you know so just just because there's so much, I guess as a producer, there's so much to cover and to know. And those films where I've 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 had, you know, I've, I've uh, worked with David Collins with with Cormac Fox as uh, Alex Jones, quite enjoyable doing those films together because you're in it together, you know. Yeah, Cormac Fox was he producer in the move last year? He was. Yeah. Oh no! Yeah. So he got yeah. to physically go to the sunshine. At least we have good weather at the moment. Yeah. Like. If you could just stand outside your back garden in a suit, <laughs> yeah. just buy a nice bottle of Bordeaux or something, <laughs> yeah, it's almost exactly. the same. Yeah, exactly. Walk around with your mobile up, yeah. Yeah. 
talking about deals. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's, yeah. you're almost there. Oh, yeah. like, I was, I think I asked you this the last time as well, but the, um, do you, are you going to get to go over and do any kind of in-person meet with the other producers? Oh yeah, well, I'm sure we'll do a dinner or something like that in Berlin and, and it's like, yeah, it's, 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 you know, you, you um, when you do these courses, um, I've done ACE and I've done Peave as well, that you can, um, you know, keeping those relationships and building on those relationships over the years is very important because they open up um, opportunities and co-production is a very important element um, of producing, especially when you want to produce films above a certain level. Um, uh, above a certain budget level but also i mean just having um that international perspective so it kind of gives you i think a greater sense um of the market and the realities you know if if when you're sending your script out to your um your family of co-producers or or or, or friendly producers that you know um and their reaction to the material um and what registers with them i think that's very helpful in giving you a sense of well will it travel um you know what is the appetite for this outside of um this island yeah and especially it's a big one is do you understand what they're saying yeah (laughs) is the accent too thick will we have to subtitle this this performer that's another kind of good question you can float because we'll always be like oh yeah they're fine they feel like they're speaking like a hundred words a minute so they can do like it's handy to have people to do that test yeah yeah and how many producers are you in with is it just one from each country on producer and move yeah there is 20 producers so there's not uh you know not every obviously not every european country is is represented and and so they have 20 slots you know so maybe some countries didn't uh put forward somebody this year or some producers maybe um went forward and decided not to do it this year so you know it's um it varies is it kind of covered by screen ireland our bit that we put in is it like just say if anyone's interested in putting it would you have to kind of put in a an application to this and for a bursary a travel bursary to screen ireland as well or is it just all covered great thing about zoom Gemma. you know is, is chips chips i know well it's, chips, it's like in in the alternative universe you know, <laughs> where again you know, you're in france yeah. now yeah. yourself yeah no look I, I think it's like two days during what it would normally be two days during the festival and you're there at the festival anyway with anyway. other yeah with other stuff you know so i i i didn't have the opportunity to ask the question though this oh. year oh no <laughs> well, a berlin how you make up for it but i do I think like, it's, survive, you know? <laughs> but it's more of a bonding experience like you'll be closer to these producers than anyone ever before because i think like the more trauma you've been through as a team the yeah. more like you yeah. can kind of ask those tough questions yeah. later no, but but it's it, it, but you're right though it's very important I think to to have those meals and those drinks and and coffees or whatever and just hang out with people that you're going to work with whether it's whether it's uh, co-producers or writers or directors or other producers or you know it's just important um, on a human level to get to know those people that you're going to be um, in the trenches with. 
it make, makes it a lot easier, you know, <laughs> it, it's, it's <laughs> when times get tough. It's yeah. a good test to somebody's character as well to see how they deal with a shitty situation. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. it's a good, because I mean, the thing about it is there's very few things that go completely smoothly all the time. There's always stuff that goes wrong as unfortunately we all are learning for now at the moment, but it's, it is a good test to see how people handle pressure because that is a lot of the game. Like, yeah, absolutely. Like every, every project is different, you know, and so there's going to be different in a way, the process is the same, you know, or, 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 but, but every project is going to be different. There's going to be different personalities. There's going to be different um, set of circumstances, you know, and, and I guess hopefully with experience, you're, you're able to um, figure out what works best for you and who works, you know, who you like working with. And, and it's, I, I guess that's why so many people work over and over again. And, um, you know it's 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 the shorthand it's the trust you know you've been through it you've you've had your highs and lows together yeah but that's it i suppose a project as well like even like lower end projects where you don't have as much wiggle room or money you're just like oh i would love to like shoot it in the back of a van and get everything done and <laughs> um, so yeah just just a question about maybe how you select your projects um so roughly just if you can give us a, an idea, how many things would you have, say, on a slate at any given time that you'd be like, OK, I'd like to I'd, I'd, like these are these are kind of quasi developed. I'd like to get a few shekels for them. Um, I think uh, between Alan and I, we'd have maybe 10 to 12 projects on the slate. You know, maybe some of those we originated ourselves, maybe some of those came to us through another producer. So and then there it just it takes so long with, with features. I mean, I think Alan has been developing Andrew's projects since 2015. You know, wow. it's good five years. So it just takes a while for, for, for things to mature and, and, and find its way. Um, so what was the question again, Gemma? Sorry, how do we... How do you, how do you decide on projects to go on that slate? Like what is it um, oh, like? What do you do? You have themes that you like, or I think it's 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 a mixture. I mean, there we get two types of projects, right? We get our not two types, but we get projects from writers that we know or we know of or we've approached, and they're just writer only. And then we get uh, writer director projects. Um, so I think with the writer director projects, it's um, do we like the filmmaker? Um, do we do we think the material is compelling? Um, is it, you know, do we understand and are we a good fit for that filmmaker and that material? You know, and, and so really that's that's kind of asking. I think at, at the at the start after you know the right questions in terms of how they see the film, how they want to put it together. You know what's the ideal way for them what's you know um you're just trying to find out are you, are you a good fit to work together and will you be excited are you excited about what they want to do you know because you have to be excited and, and feel passionate about it and and i think for al and i often it's doing something new um that we haven't done before and, and that's a bit of a challenge um and that feels fresh um you know, and I think we like to explore different genres. Um, although a lot of you know science fiction, uh, drama, 
comedy dramas, um, horror, thrillers, you know, are, are, are probably are to our taste, true life stories, we've got a good few of those. Um, so that's and then with the writer stuff with the writer with the writer only material i think it's it's um you know it, it's I, again it's it's not far it's not far off the same process as, as with the writer director um you know do we see the same thing are we excited by the material um you know and then i think we also look at okay can we raise the money for this project you know, uh, can we put this together? Is this realistic? Is this going to be something that we're um, going to be chasing for a long, long time? So we, we just try to be pragmatic as well about our choices, you know, and and then you're asking a question like who, you know, you're, you're asking all these questions at the same time, like who's the audience for this? Um, how is it going to, how is that audience going to see it, you know? Um, and is the potential budget for this project so big that it doesn't match up with its potential audience you know so if you were a hungry writer or hungry writer and director team and they were like we'd love to have you as a producer we'd love to write oh and we feel like there's similar themes in this but it's like for a me too era and then they'd give you a script would it be better if the script was more fully formed or if it was a treat like a short pitch treatment your elevator pitch or shorter pitch or if they were like, oh, look, we've actually put together a yeah. book, <laughs> a look book and like a, a kind of mood trailer and stuff. Like how long do you like or how far along do you like to kind of step um, into well, a project and guide it? I, th- I think it depends. But it's, you know, when a writer or director comes in with a very clear sense of the film they want to make, that's easier for us you know because either we we like it or we don't <laughs> you know what i mean and we're we're and if we don't that's 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 cool and and we're just not a right match for that you know um but i think it's you know we you know it, it's just easier when somebody comes in with something a little more fully formed and they've done that work you know and they've got a they've done whereas when it's not you know when it's we do get projects that of of course that aren't fully formed and but the writer might have an overall sense of the tone and the subject matter and what they say and then that can often change during um the process which is fine as well you know sometimes that it's it's better because okay well we really liked um that element of it but you were struggling with it and it wasn't quite working and you know what this is a little bit different but this is works you know as in its own self so um there is no you know if you're to come to us i guess with a project there is no one way uh or you know it's we, we're producers we have to be open um to everything and, and and we're always looking for new material and new talent that's that's part of the job and what would be the best way to kind of grab your attention if you were a director say this is my short film it's in the same tone as the feature that I'm trying to pitch, will you watch this? Because I know most places don't accept like full treatments or full like unsolicited scripts of things or so like or like a piece of a piece of theatre that has a bit of a buzz around it that's in the same tone. Like is are they kind of more enjoyable things for you to consume than just being handed like a stack of paper? I mean I like reading. So with a new writer though it's it's so, or somebody you don't know like it's just sometimes it's just um 
you know, send me 10 pages of, of your writing and I can tell then straight away whether I like the style is for me or not. You know, it's, it's so subjective, you know, it's, it's, it's so subjective. Um, and then like watching shorts is always great. Um, so it's just, I, I mean, ideas and projects can come from, from anywhere, you know, so there's no one set way. I think, you know, I, I've got emails going, okay, well, I have this project, just two line pitch and I'll write back and go, okay, well, just look, send us a couple of pages and, and let me see, or, or, or I might go, look, you know, I, I've got, um, I've got a, a project kind of similar or in that world already, you know, we're not the, we're not the right people for you, you know. That's a safer kind of bet to say as well, to just be like, well, we're actually working on something on a similar theme because people are like, well, I pitched my idea and then they stole it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's better just to have that. No, because my friend, she's working for another company now and she's like, people just keep sending me full in scripts. And I was like, stop. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you know, like unsolicited emails, like here's my script. They're like, yeah. It, look, your 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 focus and your priority is going to be on the projects that are already on your on your slate, you know, uh, yeah. and you've only got so much bandwidth. So it's just and and I I think for writers and directors, it's finding the producers that you you get on with that you feel you've got a shared taste with and a shared sorry I should say a shared sensibility that you like their taste and that you feel that there's going to be respect and there you know and just tell me a little bit about your projects so you've done a big array of projects you've done kind of documentaries period pieces thriller things like you've you've kind of a good mixed bag of, of projects that you've worked on between documentary and narrative stuff like they're very different and i presume that the the demands on a producer are very different yeah i i mean or would they be like like i really like producing documentaries um i like doing fiction narrative films i'd love to do tv you know we have some tv projects in in development and and the exciting thing is is being able to jump between those and maybe take some ideas or process um from one and see okay well could that work out or, or some talent from from one world and, and put it into another i i don't know i i guess i just have a wide variety of, of interests you know um, and in a way with the documentaries i kind of stumbled into it in, in my first documentary that i did my friends were looking for a producer keith walsh and, and jill beardsworth and and they asked me to come on board as producer and, and, and produce it for their company that was uh, the the golem yeah. so they have um their film when all is ruined once again and we have a podcast out about that too so i'm we'll, we'll slip that into the link in case anyone wants to find out a little bit more about them it's a beautiful film i, I mean they're they're, they're they're fantastic filmmakers and, and lovely people and they kind of brought me into the doc world um you know and i learned so much um i mean it was i learned about the process and, and about the doc market and everything but it also i learned a lot about syria and and the middle east and that was great and then i did uh showrunners with des doyle which was just a, a great education in, in the world of tv and business of television yeah he's like an encyclopedia of of knowledge about like god he's, he's an interesting man to have a pint with and just grill because he just knows 
everything. Yeah, he's great, and he's so passionate about it. He's so like that that you need that passion, you know, and 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 at the center of it. Two things couldn't be more different as well, because like in in their sensibilities, so they're interesting types of documentaries to do. Yeah, 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 and and uh, and but it it's. Like Keith and Jill have a certain style and and way and and approach and okay it's it's uh and I'd seen the previous film uh, Children of Allah which was gorgeous so I had a, that uh, I knew their style and I had a sense of that so it's just in in that case it was just giving them the space to do their thing and get on with it you know you know they're they're producers you know in their own right like so. I mean, I was doing more of the financial stuff at the end of it, and, and they were practically producing it. And then Des, I like Des. It was just such a, it was just a world I, I was really interested in, in, in knowing, and I knew Des a little bit from from working as a, a crew member, and so just his passion and his his uh, determination to make it, you know. And then we had a fantastic editor called John Murphy on board um that so that was just it was much it was you know ambitious in a different way oh the access to some of the people in it are insane if anyone has an interest in in television programs from any angle making them learning about them like it's just it's just your go-to documentary but that's des like des went over to la i don't think he knew anyone you know and then he 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 sat down with the first uh, interviewee, I can't remember who it was, or even if they're in the final film, but his passion and his knowledge and his genuine curiosity, you know, that opened doors. So it, was, it kind of snowballed for him. And he was hustling, you know, and I mean, there's other producers on it as well um, who were hustling with him over there, <laughs> you know. So so it's a, it's a team effort, you know. But very interesting. And then, the, the, yeah. like, your day-to-day work and stuff like that, that would be kind of more... So would you have been kind of, like, involved with some hustling? Would you have been involved with, like... What does a day-to-day sort of task list do for... Like, a to-do list on a project, like a documentary, versus a drama? On a documentary... Well, let, let's see. Right now, we're finishing um, Emma Reynolds' documentary on, on Phil Innes. So that, right now, it's just overseeing the delivery of, of that to the financiers, just talking with Emer about, you know, what's left to be done, how it's going to be done, and kind of just practical stuff with that, you know. Whereas maybe during the, sh- you know, during the shoot, you know, Emer had a researcher with her and um, an archive person, so they were working quite closely. And he- every director is different and, and every setup is different. So you just try and find your place within that and sometimes the director needs you to work closer with them sometimes they have a team around you so you just have to have a i guess an antenna to that um i just did a film in northern ireland and, and there was three producers on it and myself and, and one of the other producers were just kind of focused on closing the finance and you know preparing for the days ahead and the other producer was on set with the director the whole time, just as a creative bent, you know, just managing the day to day on set and guiding through that. So um, actually, there's four producers. The director is, is also a producer on it and it was very strong. So it, it, it just varies, 
I, I kind of know this, but I don't because that's not my background. But I think it's it's good for people to know, like a producer. Sometimes you guys have to pay for all the stuff, but you might not get the final drawdown of the film until certain things are delivered. But money has to go out. It's it's kind of like a hard financial system sometimes. That's true. Not probably but not the same with all different funding avenues. What? But. Like, do you know, you have to have certain deliverables before you draw down on certain fundings. Like, I know it's like that for, like, it's it, like if I access different kind of arts funding as well. Yeah, it, I, I mean, it's the financiers rightly, or it's it's planning and it's 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 cash flow, and financiers yeah. will not hand over quite all um all their money no. until they 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 yeah I, I, on I a mean, promise. It's, it's just um, <laughs> yeah. it's good business. So as producer, you just it's part if you know if you if you prep correctly you know that you you've figured out your cash flow and your cash flow requirements and that you have that cupboard but but it's not easy because things are expensive and things pop up i'm just saying directors need to appreciate that more yeah <laughs> no, I, I mean, it's, uh, yeah <laughs> is what i've heard I know, but we all say. have our own stresses <laughs> you know uh, and you know a director has their stresses and i think it's you know we as producers just we appreciate the stresses that everybody else is under, you know, and uh, at different department heads and different crew members and cast have, have their stresses. So yeah. it's, it's trying to create an environment um, that is collegiate and that is uh, fruitful for, for making, making stuff, you know, you just, you try to plan as well as you can. And there's just going to be stuff that comes up that, is going to throw your plans out of whack that's just the way it is you know um so i think having very open honest conversations with you know with your collaborators is it's how you deal with it it's hard it's sometimes it's hard in the in the in the middle of it because they're like i want to i want a crane shot and i want explosions and you're like yeah but usually you've talked through it like or hopefully you've talked through it and and if you're listening you understand where they are coming from you know and why they they want it so that that if it's you know where they're coming from it like if they're asking for a crane shot or you know it's it's uh i'd rather a director to be asking for stuff than not asking for it you know yeah you know um but because at least I know they're pushing, you know, I think good directors push, 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 push. Yeah. No, but, but like if you've done the prep well, you know, and, and you're on the same page, okay, well that crane shot is for this moment or I need this or that, this is just the style we've established, you know, and, and you're, you want a film that, um, that feels coherent, you know, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> yeah. So, so there's usually a good reason why. You know, are you hope there's a good reason why? Okay, it's just interesting because I just think some of the mechanics are interesting because sometimes what producers do is a big mystery, especially like people in complete other sides yeah, of the process. Yeah, I mean, I think at its at its at its basic level, it's you're in between the art and the money, you know, and nobody wants to make a film or a, a you know a film or a TV series or a doc that that's not any good you know we're all set out to make the best um possible you know within the limitations that we have you know and we'll never have enough time or money 
so it's about how we prioritize that and then that i think comes back to well you know having those conversations about what is this you know what are we trying to say what is the most important elements to this you know yeah but i need the character <laughs> it, it tells an important story about the characters thing. I, no that that last quote was a lovely um i think a lovely but, but, but also yeah. you know you have to ask and i think you you and I, 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 like, I, I think a big mistake is is just to say no. You know, like, you ask for something and I say no. But why? You know, it's like, I have to go away and see, yeah. is it possible? Do we have the money? What choices does that mean we take money from, have to take money from somewhere else? You know, I mean, ultimately, that director is thinking about this project 24 hours a day you know is is um so we have to go in we have to investigate something you know and that's part of doing your job i think if you if you come i think it's you you have to offer up choices you know um and i think it can be very disheartening and i've you know when, when you we get a lot of no's you know what i mean producers get a lot of no's from financiers so we know what it's like to get a no <laughs> you know um i think we all do <laughs> anyone in the creative process it's like no 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 no's are normal right uh can you tell me a little bit about the emer reynolds documentary we have um this documentary we're very excited about um called songs for while i'm away which is um phil in it is his story um and the story of tin lizzie so that is that'll be coming out later this year we've been working on that for the last two years um emer reynolds is the director she did um, she did a fantastic documentary uh, called The Fardest and Here Was Cuba um, and she's well known as an editor um, but she's a super talented director so that's very exciting I mean it, uh, we have a lot of access um, that I, uh, we have a lot of access we have all the songs and um, we've been working with the estate on it the, his estate so it's, um, yeah very exciting and actually, I'm going to ask you about um, getting footage, which is one of my friends who's a documentary maker. She was just saying it can be very expensive oh, getting yeah. access yeah. to <laughs> it is. Like, archives it is. and things like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is that, it is very expensive. So I'm, I'm just wondering, is there like, does his mom have stuff that she can give? Like, or is it just a case of you have to license each clip and it costs a bar? Um, well, we went down a couple of different routes. We were working with the record company and with the estate, so they had stuff. Uh, we made a call out for you know, and they they could obviously license. They agreed to license the songs to us, and um, and you know his daughters and 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 his wife Caroline are in the film, which is fantastic. I don't think they they've ever really spoken before. And then we made a call out to to fans and and for material and photos and and so we got some great footage in, yeah. So there's just and, and some super fans out there that 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 been really fantastic. So it's yeah, looking under every uh, rock for for material. So it varies. I, I mean, it, it's a it's a relatively low budget production, although it doesn't look that way. I mean, it it. There, it, it's it's got great uh, production values and it's very polished and then i just there there's material there that people will have not seen before you know and it's probably a great sell as a producer because it has an inbuilt audience 
of people that will absolutely love to watch. Yeah, and I don't like like all uh, those there's fans. been very little done about him, you know, documentary wise. Um, I I mean there was a a documentary two years ago on um Old Town, which which was on RT, which was quite good. So, but there's there there hasn't really been a, anything biographical done to this extent, and he's just he's an Irish hero. He's he you know. He's, he, he wrote amazing songs and he broke down the doors uh, for so many bands, you know. I had an interest in that and I love Reem Morales. She's just, I love her stuff. She's fabulous. Thank you so much for chatting with us. That was very, very interesting. Um, but no, thanks so much for chatting with us. Thanks, Gemma. Thanks, Gemma.